This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. I've had a fantastic week. You've made it to the weekend. It's what we live for. Uh, and football returns for Arsenal tomorrow. Just a day or two, you know, after we played our last game. It is starting to get into that period of the season where games are coming thick and fast. And frankly, I'm all here for it because more football means more content, means more chat, more debates, more discussion, more talking points. And we love Arsenal as well, which obviously always helps. Good morning, everybody joining us live in the chat box today. Let's see who's managed to get in here first. Matt G, good morning to you, to Kaiser, to Blackshine and Martin, runs with cows, PJ and Olu. Good morning to you, NSW, Nikolai and Devon. Hope you're having a fantastic time, guys. Carlton, Temi and Peter and Odin Relay uh, and Stevie and Stephen. Uh, good morning, Chris, uh, who joined us, of course, yesterday for our preview show. More on that in a second. And Harvey. Now, word of warning, you may or may not hear a TGT sneeze at some point throughout this show. I'm feeling somewhat stuffy uh, is might be the right word to you. So I can only apologize in advance if all of a sudden there's a spontaneous pause during a live show to sneeze. That's the, the joy of doing live streams every single day, sometimes twice a day. You don't know what's going to do, what your body's going to do to you while you're doing the shows. Do drop a like on the video, though. Do subscribe to the channel. Do get involved with the latest football prizes competition, which is a signed William Saliba shirt. Opportunities to win plenty of instant win prizes as well. Link to that is in the description. The competition ends on Tuesday, the 11th of October. And I can tell you that there are just over 50 tickets remaining to get involved. So do make sure you get involved with that one. Uh, we did our preview yesterday for the Arsenal-Liverpool match. I was joined by our three fantastic guests of Chris, Kian and Dan, uh, who all helped me look ahead to the game. So if you haven't already checked out that preview show, it is the last upload on the channel so make sure that you are looking into that uh arsenal's under 21s will play against tottenham away this morning at 11 a.m hopefully earning themselves another win it's been a decent start to the season but we want to see some more wins and picking up more points and the under 18s have started to turn things around jack wilshire has obviously been working hard to try and address what was a pretty disappointing start to the season uh, the under-18s play Aston Villa at London Colney at 12 o'clock. So you'll be able to stay across both of those games. I do believe there is some way of watching the Spurs game. Uh, if you do enough research, you'll be able to find out why. But I've been made aware that I think you can watch that one, potentially on the Tottenham website, if you can brave going over there. Uh, Mika Bireth scored twice in his uh, really starring uh, role in... Uh, 
WRKC, not WRKC, just RKC, Valvikes, 3-2 win away at FC Groningen uh, in the Eredivisie. They've moved themselves even further up the table. In fact, they're only a few points off Feyenoord in the Eredivisie now. And Mika Bireth, after recovering from an injury that kept him out at the start of the season, is beginning to show himself as a real asset for that side, coming off the bench and scoring twice is only going to improve uh, and hopefully Arsenal can find themselves not in possession of just one striker scoring on the continent, talking about following Balogun, of course, but they can also find themselves in possession of potentially another one in Mika Bireth. And fingers crossed, he, if he isn't going to remain at Arsenal, can earn Arsenal a serious figure come the summer. Uh, Zinchenko still remains a doubt for tomorrow's game against Liverpool. However, he was confirmed to be at London Colney. Uh, whether or not he trained remains to be seen, but he did post to his Instagram a picture of himself with Gail Clichy, uh, formerly of Arsenal and Manchester City, and a left-back, something which Zinchenko now shares all of those details with. So you can see why he was keen to get the picture across. Um, but whether or not Zinchenko will be involved in tomorrow's game remains unknown. Mikel Arteta, of course, addressed team news in his press conference, which I'll come on to in a second. Uh, and I can talk to you now uh, about uh, my conversation with Matt Turner after the game on Thursday night. Speaking to the Arsenal second string goalkeeper, I asked him whether or not his position in the Europa League was confirmed and was guaranteed to him, even if Arsenal were to progress into the knockout stages. And in short, there are no guarantees, as Turner describes it. He says he's grateful for the opportunities that he's being given right now and that he's going to continue to fight and hopefully get more game time as much as feasibly possible. But there is no guarantee that he will continue between the sticks if Arsenal do progress into the knockout rounds. Now, an interesting statistic is that Mikel Arteta has never used the second-choice keeper in a Europa League knockout round. In his first season, when we got knocked out against Olympiacos, Bernd Leno was in goal. And then the following season, of course, when we played the likes of Olympiacos again and Benfica, and of course, eventually getting knocked out by Villarreal, uh, Bernd Leno played in goal again. It was not uh, Emi Martinez. It was not Matt Ryan. Neither goalkeeper played the Europa League games, and Arteta instead wanted to go with a more full strength side. So despite that, and I don't know why <laughs> I don't know why I've spelled guarantee wrong, which has just been pointed out to me on the screen. That's again what happens when you get up at 8 a.m. to try and put things together. There we go. Guarantee. Um there's no guarantee uh that he will of course remain within that spot. But and I, I was quite happy with his performance and I know that a lot of people unfortunately are already stigmatizing unfortunately Matt uh Smith's uh, Matt Smith's Matt Turner's performance so far. Uh, Thiago Alcantara is a doubt for the game tomorrow. He was not spotted in any of the Liverpool's training pictures. Now, just like Arsenal, Liverpool could be pulling a little bit of a tactical uh, switcheroo with some of their pitches as Arsenal like to do and try to hide some players from view and then they still play on Sunday. Um, but Thiago is supposedly a bit of a doubt. Andrew Robertson is not expected to play. Curtis Jones could yet return for the game and Klopp was more optimistic about Jones than he was about Robertson and the Athletic have reported that they, they feel as though Robertson will have pretty much no chance, which means that Shimakas will, of course, be at the left-back role. It gives Arsenal an opportunity, I think, to really get in behind both Shimakas and Trent Alexander-Arnold, but no Thiago Alcantara in the midfield is a big, big blow 
for them. Artemelo also out injured, it said at the moment. So he won't be coming in either. Uh, and now Mikel Arteta did face the press, only a few members of the press ahead of the game against Liverpool. He was asked how much he's looking forward to the game. And he said, again, it's n- another really exciting game to play against one of the toughest opponents in this league. It's going to be a really demanding match. It's going to require us to be at our best. Uh, he was then kind of asked about the opportunity, whether or not this could be a statement, if indeed we were to win. He says every game is the same. Obviously, it's a big match. It's a fixture that everybody's looking for against an opponent that has shown in the last five or six years the level that they have. And we have to show those opponents again that we have reached the level and we are ready to compete against them. Now, if you ever needed kind of an extra little bit of uh, assuredness, a little bit of convincing that Arteta sees Arsenal as a side that needs to be qualifying not only for the Champions League, but competing for titles. It is how he talks about the specifics of Arsenal's hopes against these big teams. He wants us to beat them. He wants us to play these sides and smash them. And that tells you everything that you have to know about what we want to do as a club moving forwards. And that is going on to win titles. And it shouldn't be something that is out of Arsenal's grasp in the next couple of years. This season, you know, we're looking to be in a great position. And we all can talk about titles while we sit top of the table as we are, and it's great. But if we're being absolutely real, I still think there is some way that we need to do to improve the team to be able to compete more directly with Manchester City. But it is absolutely his goal to try and get Arsenal to winning titles and winning uh, trophies and potentially Champions Leagues as well. I have no doubt, <clears throat> no doubt in my mind about that at all. He was asked about team news and in classic fashion, he said, we will have more news tomorrow. We have another training session and we will know more tomorrow. This is what has become the the, the norm. You know, at first, those in the press conference just sitting around asking about team news, usually we would get a bit of an update on each player. Now it's, we've got a training session tomorrow. <laughs> and that's all he says. He wants to be as coy, as secretive, as feasibly possible, not to give the opposition any chance of knowing what we're going to be able to do. Uh, and I can respect that. I, I, whilst it's frustrating from a journalistic point of view, I can respect that. Uh, so that's completely fair enough. He was asked a number of times about William Saliba again and kind of how he established himself. He was very, um, what's the word? Uh, complimentary, I suppose is the words, the right word to use in this case. Uh, there was also, I'm looking around because here it is. Uh, in the Arsenal programme on Thursday night, um, William Saliba actually does an interview in this in which he talks a lot about kind of his place at Arsenal. And he's very committal in it. He's very kind of... Um, really kind of committed to, to being at Arsenal and really excited and energetic about the possibility of staying at Arsenal. So if you haven't already read the programme or if you've not had the opportunity to read it, you can find some of the quotes. I think Simon Collings tweeted them out before the game on Thursday. So it's worth a read. But some really interesting comments from Saliba in the match day programme. Worth reading. You get some really interesting stuff in the programmes these days that are potentially newsworthy. That brings us an end to a part one of today's show, which means we're going to tackle part two and your questions after this short break. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. 
Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, Tom Canton from the Guna Talk here. A massive thank you to everybody that has voted for us in the Football Content Awards. We have been nominated for the Best Club Content Creator in the Premier League to vote. And yes, we still need your votes because after being nominated, we now need to push through to try and get even further than the third place that we got last year. To do that, you can go over to the Football Content Awards website. You scroll down the page and you can find at the bottom of that a little link that says voting page. You go down to the Best Club Content Creator category and select the Guna Talk after you've done that. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, click vote now, and it's all locked in. You can also vote on Instagram. We're going to the FCA's Instagram page. Find the Best Club Content Creator Premier League category and tag at the Guna Talk in that profile. And lastly, you can also vote on Twitter. Just go to www.votefortgt.com and it will create the tweet for you. It's as simple as that. A massive thank you to everybody that's already voted and for those that are going to. We really appreciate it. Come on, you Gunas. Yes, you can indeed vote for us in the Football Content Awards. I will not be nagging you after tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow is the last day that you can vote for us in the FCA. So you can keep yourselves warm in the knowledge that I will no longer be nagging you about and voting for us. If you haven't done so already, then I can please, please encourage you to do so. It takes you a matter of moments to jump over to Instagram and tag us to go to www.votefortgt.com and tweet out your vote. And, of course, go over to the website and vote for us in the best club content creator category. Uh, So there you go. That's all I'm going to talk about it today. (laughs) But thank you ever so much for everybody that's already voted one day after this one to go. Um, Let's go to Dan, who says, uh, Tom, as young players usually do, they progress. If If these players can develop further in front of goal maybe add a player or two. What is the ceiling of this group? Is it the Premier League? Is it a Champions League? Is it a treble winky face? Um, Look, the ultimate goal of this team is to get back to where it was in the golden eras of Arsenal, winning trophies, competing for Premier League titles, and hopefully even competing for a Champions League title. Can this squad do it? I agree with you that the potential is absolutely there, especially if we were to add two, three, in my view, more players. We need more depth. We need more quality. We need more luck regarding injuries as well. But there is no reason why this squad, a very young team that is developing all the time, and Ben White, by the way, turned 25, I believe, today, um, which kind of tells you where we're at in terms of some of our players. They're reaching their mid-20s, reaching toward their prime. It's a really good time to be an Arsenal fan because some of the players are moving into their best years Uh, And some are still far off it and yet producing some great performances. So, yeah, there's no reason why we should not have our aims set towards those goals. Uh, Yomi says, do you think Sambi is getting the same treatment Xhaka got being played in the DM role instead of central midfield? 
potentially, and maybe that's why we're not seeing his best performances. We're not seeing him play in his most comfortable position. Uh, let's go down. You mean indeed smash the likes. Uh, if you haven't already done that on the video, really would appreciate it. Uh, and as I always say, you know, there's only 35% of you still that are watching that aren't subscribed. But the best way to understand is when you go onto your YouTube app, sometimes the show just pops up because you're so used to watching it and you're not even subscribed. So make sure you click that subscribe button. Uh, Temi says, can Amika Bireth break into the team next season? Ultimately, I don't know. I don't know, Temi, whether or not he will be able to break into the team next season. If he is able to break into the team next season, it is only going to be in a depth position. It's only going to be as coming off of the bench. But he's got following Balogun, Eddie Nketiah and Gabriel Jesus all ahead of him now. It's going to be a very, very big ask to be able to do that. Uh, RC9Guna says, Morning, Tom and TGT family. From Malaysia with love here. Any comments on Pep's comments on Arsenal? Mind games or true acknowledgement? I have no doubt in my mind that what Pep was saying about the fact that there's been one team better than City so far this season and it's Arsenal is true. Uh, you know, the, the table doesn't lie. Arsenal have been more consistent, if you like, than City. I've only dropped points in one game compared to City's two. And so, therefore, he, you know, he's not wrong. Arsenal have been able to keep a better record than them, hence why they're top of the league and ahead of City in the race for the title so far. I don't think he's playing mind games. I don't think that he's also being pally towards Arteta. I do genuinely believe that, you know, we are where we are because of what we've done. And I think Pep's appreciating that. Uh, let's go to uh, Aaron, who says, this season is all about Champions League qualification, and I'm very confident in our summer transfers next year we could challenge for the top end at every level next season. You know, in my mind, the minimum expectation is Champions League qualification, as it should be every year. The minimum Arsenal should be doing is getting into that top four. But we need to have those loftier goals. We need to be able to imprint ourselves on title challenges. And I have faith that that is what the aims of the club absolutely are. Tom says, Tom, when you are going to take your coaching badges so you don't have to swerve my usual pre-match questions. Am I swerving questions? I don't think I'm swerving questions, Carl. Uh, if you put them in before the question section, then obviously I don't get round to answering them. But uh, uh, <laughs> if you throw them in during the Q&A part, I will endeavour to answer them as best I can. Uh, a clockwork tangerine says, if, and it is a big if, we go on to win the league. Does it surpass Leicester's? No. No. Um, you know, I know how good City are. City was still good then, but also they had a lot of teams. That, no. Leicester were, you know, a relegation candidate. There's no legislation for them winning the league. None. Absolutely none. So, no, it doesn't surpass and it wouldn't surpass Leicester winning the league. That is a 5,000 to 1, as it was, uh, chance to win. So, no, sorry. Um, it's <laughs> Whilst it would be an amazing achievement, no. And, and to be honest, even if it was said to be bigger than the Leicester City one, I think that would be downplaying kind of how good this Arsenal team is. I think that would downplay its ability. I think that would be put down to more of a fluke than actual quality. Because if we look at it, the Leicester League win, whilst it was amazing, I still do to be a bit of a fluky event because Arsenal finished second that table. Spurs finished third. You know, I think that there was an element of a lot a lot of luck that had to go alongside. A lot of teams had to drop points at the same time as Leicester uh, doing as well as they did. I don't want Arsenal, if they ever ever to win a league, to be looked at as more of a fluke. I want it to be because they've earned it. And, you know, so far we've certainly built a team that are earning where they are in the table. Um, <laughs> it's tough for you, says Tom. Will you still have time for your CGT gang after you win all the best awards in journalism? Um, 
I am a very, very small fish in a very, very big, big pond, um, as is the channel. But I'm, I'm massively appreciative for what um, everyone does to support the channel and vote for the channel and support me because, you know, it's crazy. The community that we've got here is is brilliant and I'm never, ever, ever taking it for granted. So, no, I will always, always have time for the TGT family. You know, despite now football being literally my life and my job, this this channel remains absolutely at the core of everything I do. Um, and that's why I still do the 8am shows. That's why I still do the previews. That's why I still do the podcasts and jump onto other people's channels because that is part of me. That won't stop. If I ever had to choose between something and the channel, you know, it would, I, I can't, I can't even imagine what it would have to be. I just can't fathom what would something would have to be to make me choose between one or the other. So I suppose the misses, uh, I guess I should probably say it's the misses. Uh, it's the right answer to that question. Thankfully, she's absolutely fine with me doing the channel. So it's all good. Um, and says, is Vieira an outside bet to start tomorrow? Yeah, he's an outside bet. That's for sure. I don't expect that to happen. I think he'll be on the bench. I think we all know the team that's going to play tomorrow. The only question is around Tierney and Zinchenko. Um, ben Nix says, uh, this really feels like a massive match, uh, real or not. Uh, yeah, no, it's absolutely a massive game for Arsenal. It's an opportunity to make a statement. If they can do it, it would really show the league where this Arsenal team have come so far. Uh, let's go to Fuad. This is, I think, the biggest result on Thursday was Partey playing zero minutes without any scares. Really important we get cover for him in January. Hmm. I, I think that the fact that Partey got zero minutes is is always, and we still won, is always going to be looked at as this kind of mini win because we know his reliability regarding fitness is never there. That said, when we play in the Champions League, and I'm starting to say when rather than if, you know, next season, we're going to need to be playing players at the level of Partey probably twice a week. It's about how we manage the minutes of those players that's really going to you know, level up Arteta's kind of squad and player management next season because we absolutely still need to use quality but maintain it in a way that we're not going to have to worry about fitness problems and fatigue. Uh, let's go to... Carl says, was pulling your leg, Tom. Usual question. What two training sessions would you take? Blah, blah. <laughs> I have no idea, Carl. And I'm going to have to take those uh, those coaching badges to have any hope of knowing what kind of training sessions. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, you know, I've got coaching badges. Like, unfortunately, I feel some do. I genuinely feel like some people chat as if they know the ins and outs of what goes on inside the Arsenal training ground. Um, we don't, is the ultimate answer. Even, you know, with the ability to go to the Arsenal training ground sometimes, when you go to the open training sessions, you only see the first 15 minutes. You don't see beyond that and what happens. And they'll, they'll train what they are aware people are watching. So... You know, it's it's impossible to know without really being inside or knowing what goes on down there. Uh, Constantine says, Nkunku to Chelsea. Shouldn't we take him? He's a fantastic addition to our next Champions League season. It will depend upon Champions League football. Despite the fact that he's supposedly signed a pre-contract agreement with Chelsea, I am curious as to know whether or not that is dependent upon Chelsea qualifying for the Champions League because... Christopher Nkunku has always kind of maintained that he wants to play in that competition and that is the absolute minimum expectation for him to play in that competition. So if Chelsea don't make it, that's going to be an intriguing moment to see. Uh, Selgas says, uh, remember when Emery had a winning run of 20-something games, but it stopped at Liverpool. Let's hope this won't get repeated. 
yeah, this this feels a very different run. Even though if we were to lose against Liverpool to, for the run to end against Liverpool, this is very, very different to that Emery side because this has got identity. This team's got personality. Even though we were winning games, they weren't comfortable. They weren't exciting. They were boring. It was an awful time under Unai Emery. I don't ever want to go back to that period because it wasn't nice. Arsenal now are exciting. There's something different about this team, this Arsenal team that just makes you want to get up for games. So for me, I'm very excited to see what ultimately happens with it. But oh, when anyone ever talks about or tries to kind of talk about the Emery period in some kind of glowing terms, I just can't get behind it because it was miserable and dire. Not as bad as Eric Dyer, but it was dire. It really, really was. Uh, Aaron says, Trossard has been flirting with an exit, especially having under a year left on his contract. Any whispers about Arsenal's interest? Nothing that I've heard. However, if I was Arsenal, I would be like, you know, are you available on a free? Would you be interested in moving to Arsenal? I, I think that's a very, very good depth option for our left-hand side. It would depend upon a lot about fitness of players that are Millsmith-Rowe, but I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, Interest in a free potential free move. You know, the thing is, I can see him ending up somewhere like Liverpool. You really, I really can see Trossard at Liverpool. Uh, it's a very Liverpool type of signing. So uh, let's see what happens with him. Uh, Clockwork Tangerine um, says, will Partey get a new deal or is his injury record a reason why the club won't? Uh, how long does Partey have left on his contract? Let's have a quick check on Transfermarkt. He signed in 2020. I'd imagine it's through to 2025. It is. So after this year, he'll have two seasons left. That would take him up until he's 20, uh, 32, because he turns 30 in June when his this season finishes. So he would be 32 at the end of that. I would be conscious to not renew, because if we renew Partey's contract, it means you're taking him past the age of 32. We got him at a good age where you were going to get his best years at the top level. Unfortunately, he's had those injury issues. I would not renew Partey's contract at the moment. Potentially, you start going like for a one-year extension. You start going, you know, like Chelsea used to do. If you're over the age of 30, Chelsea would offer like one-year extensions. So I think with Partey, I'd probably move down the same kind of route with this, is do one-year extensions, um, and that's probably what I would, would look to. It depends on his level, but we're not under any pressure to renew Partey's contract. There is no pressure for us to do that. So I think it would be a one-year kind of deal situation as the end of his contract. Uh, let's go to Ben, who says, Ian Wright hinted that if Arsenal qualify for the Champions League, there are players interested in coming. Any idea who he's referring to? I think he's just excited, Ben. I think he's just excited about the fact that Arsenal could qualify for the Champions League and therefore the number of doors that opens to Arsenal regarding the transfer market, it opens up significantly some high-end players. I don't think he's talking about anyone specifically, but it would be great to see Arsenal be able to go into the market and sign some of the best players in the game. But to do that, you need to be in the Champions League. And it feels like we're moving towards that for next season, which is going to be a brilliant, brilliant thing to hear that anthem played for the men's game however if you want to hear the anthem played uh, at Arsenal this season you just need to go and watch the women's because they're obviously involved in Champions League football this season have a pretty tricky group with Leon Juventus and Zurich so make sure you uh, you get in line and support the girls as they try and progress top of the group which they weren't able to do last season because of Barcelona being in their group this season they've got Leon. it's again a very very tricky task for them 
Anyway, that brings us to an end of today's show, which for Nifemi in the chat, I can only apologize that you joined us at the moment that we're leaving, but welcome for your first live show. Uh, thank you, everybody else that's joined us in the chat box. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new. We'll be back tomorrow morning with the final updates ahead of the game against Liverpool. We'll, of course, be bringing you uh, a reaction to that game later on on Monday morning as well. I'll be covering the game for Football London, doing the minute by minute. So make sure you're tuning into the blog over there if you aren't able to watch the game. But it's going to be absolutely smashing. Uh, I can't wait to see what indeed does happen so far this season because it's going to be an exciting game tomorrow. And we're all going to be talking about the result and how it came about. And it could be something quite special for the Gunners. I will see you again very, very soon. Have a fantastic start to your weekend. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.